problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing. What's going on, guys? This is Totally Blitz Fight Club. Today, we're introducing the new spectrum of our show. We're talking boxing. And to talk boxing, of course, I got to have the one and only Marcus hey, Primetime hey. with us. Introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? What's going on, man? Marcus here. You know, we're talking boxing. He finally, yes, sir, ready to kick it off with a good little card at the Garden. Yeah, man. Shit, you know. Paul Pickham win him here. I'm not really big into boxing. I'm a UFC man through and through, football, basketball, all, any other, most any other sport. So this is going to kind of be kind of fun with this one-on-one -on -one, because I know boxing is your bread and butter. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I stick to boxing. I watch, I watch them most of the time. Every, every fight I try to really catch, for real. Um, but Shay, you already said it. This what we're breaking down today is the fight happening this weekend, the 19th of March in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of all sports, the Berlanga versus Rolls um, main card. Shit, talk to us, man. This is gonna be like how big is this this card right here? No, uh, it's a pretty it's a big fight for the prospects. I feel like Top Rank just put together a good little card to really showcase the prospects they they had three big prospects with Keyshawn Davis Xander Zayas and Edgar Belonga but Keyshawn pulled out due to some sickness not COVID though but we'll see April 30th I think they rescheduled it for April 30th for him so he'll be back soon but that's a quick really turnaround a, is, is it always like that in boxing where if you don't fight on young, this card these young guys right here like they like to fight every couple months, and like uh, Xander, he I'm pretty sure he just fought. I can't remember, I can't exactly, it was not that long ago. Like, he's been fighting consistently every couple every couple months, and he likes to get on the he's always on the undercards if you pay attention. So, and Keyshawn Davis fought not that long ago under Lomachenko's undercard, which was a couple weeks ago. But now, nah, these young guys like to fight often so you know they become the big dogs and the champions that slows down got that young bull mentality i feel them I feel yeah them. man yeah they try to they're trying to climb up the rankings well before we get this cracking i mean shit this is since our introduction episode i'll pour something special and you know <laughs> since there's so many puerto ricans on the car i to get i go out and get some tequila yes cheers first boxing bout but before, but before we jump into the fights, you already spoke on Keyshawn Davis ain't going to be fighting here. He's another big prospect that you were telling me about. Um, since we're not going to be able to get to see him fight, uh, just give me a quick breakdown, like, who he is, like, why we, why he's a prospect in the spot he is, and just why we should when, keep an eye out for him. He's been a big amateur, but I didn't know him until once – I went to the Canelo fight last year, and he was on the undercard, and I was just watching, watching the undercard, sipping my drink. And then I hear that it's his professional debut. So I'm like, oh, it, and he came out in a Dolphins jersey, actually. Oh, I already like him already. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was in the Miami Stadium, and 
he came out in the Dolphins jersey, and I was like, okay, professional debut, and that's when I started to search him up. But man, he's a super talent, like generational. Like he could be a generational talent. I think in the next like two, three years, you're gonna hear him a lot more. Like, and he, the people he be working with in his camps, Terrence Crawford, Shakur Stevenson, like he's with big time guys and consistently training with these top notch camps. So like. He's really going to be something special. And I think, like, pound for pound talks in the next couple of years. But he's still young. He's only, in like, his fifth fight. So, and he, he'll fight soon. So, maybe, like, in another year or so, can be talking title contender. But right now, he's just got to keep improving his skills. But he's definitely different, for real. And I want y'all to hey, keep a note of that name because Marcus is somebody where he sees them while they're still in the trenches and he sees the talent. Yeah, that's, what, that's how, man, that's how I found Tio Spimo. I remember watching, that's why I like to watch boxing undercards sometimes because you do find guys where you're like, wow, they do, like, you can tell they're different and then you just follow their careers. And it's crazy because I remember watching Tio Fimo and when he was still young fighting on the undercards and then he became a world champ and unified champ. So, Something special. It's cool to watch the yeah, it's, it's cool to see the careers go out like that. I think Keyshawn's gonna be a big one. I've been big on him. I tell all my homeboys the same thing. I be watch Keyshawn. I can, I was even trying to find the craziest streams online for the Olympics to watch him his matches in the Olympics. Oh, he won in the Olympics. How how did how did he do in the Olympics? Well, he won silver, he he uh, lost in the championship match, but he lost to a good fighter, a Cuban fighter. Like, I think he went back to back gold, so that was a solid. Cuba fighter. is known for their goal, is known for their combat sports in the Olympics. Yeah, their amateur boxing is pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's pretty good breakdown. I know definitely I'm gonna keep an eye on Keyshawn Davis. All right, fuck with boy. He's got a dolphin jersey in your pro debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my type of fighter. And you say he's generational talent. I can root for a winner easy. Um, but the first, oh, my bad. I was just gonna say our first fight that's on the, I'm not too sure. Cause I'm, I'm used to UFC lingo, but like the first main card, I guess, um, yeah. pay-per-view what's on, what's going to be showed on television, ESPN plus you got the Joe or John Bowser versus Tony yeah. lightning Lewis. Tell me a little bit about, um, John, I, that's another Puerto Rican, but. I'm not I'm not too much on his background, but I know he's an undefeated prospect. So 16 and 0. And I know I mean yeah, he's 16 and 0. And I've I've been hearing a lot about him and I and I see that top rank loves to put as much Puerto Ricans on the card as they can. So they're gonna have Puerto Ricans in every fight. So this is a big another big Puerto Rican young prospect that I think he's gonna put together a good performance. I think he's coming off a knockout performance too. I think he had a nice little knockout again on the Lomachenko card. Which wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no. Um, from what I have dug on him in my my brief research, is uh, he's he's known for his going the distance, going to be a decision fighter. Um, uh, but he's coming off of two back to back knockouts, and mm-hmm. that's just kind of like I guess that's a like they're kind of making that a big deal. Is that a big deal to kind of change your like if you're known for one thing, and you start doing something else? Is it sticking? Yeah, definitely, right. I'm not sure about what he's doing in his camps. Like, I don't know if he changed trainers or anything, but definitely if he's showing improvements where he can show showcase his power, definitely. That's a, definitely a step up and climbing the ranks too and just catching people's eyes. And 
Well, stepping I, up your game. Too. I don't want to discredit his combatant, Tony the Lightning Lewis. He's 29 and four. <laughs> He's a experienced fighter, uh, but he hasn't fought since 2020, which is over a year ago. Is yeah. ring rust a real thing in boxing? I know UFC, oh, yeah. it's huge. Is boxing, is that if you have a year off, is that really, is that really gonna make, make a difference? Definitely, yeah, definitely. And depending on his camp length or how much, and did he like, did he go into camp in shape? Did he have to go through a fat camp? Like, did he have to get ready to go to camp? You know what I mean? So, like, depending on how he went about that, definitely ring rust is a thing, man. That's why. I'm, a lot of boxers is better to like these other young prospects like Keyshawn and Xander. They're fighting consistently. It's almost as much big cards as Top Rank puts on. They're usually on the undercard. So it's a year, I mean, it's not, but 2020, that was, that was a minute ago, honestly. So we're going to see. Honestly, I think he's just going to be put in front of him to <laughs> get put down, honestly. To make, the, to make, him, uh, make his record look good. Yeah. Well, to give Tony some credit, he has been three unbeaten fighters in his career, from what I found out. Okay. So, so he's he's spoiled a few parties, and this is the first televised fight of the night. Do you? It sounds like you already know who's gonna win, but do you think there's a possibility that Puerto Rico's fun is gonna be ruined early yeah. into the night? The thing is, I've been to a couple of these Puerto Rican events, man. It gets crazy. So I is I don't know what. Is the other guy American? Yes, or he's Canadian. Okay. Uh, nah, I mean, it, like, those Mexican versus Puerto Rico, Mexico versus Puerto Rico, that, man, those be the fights to watch. Those are the ones you never know who's going to win, but I'm going to have to rock with the Puerto Rican for real. <laughs> hey, man, you already know. This is how we coming on this guy. <laughs> I, yes, I whip it out. Should put it somewhere, but I don't have nowhere to put it right now. But, yeah, on to the next one. Another prospect we talked about a couple times. Xander Zayas. I hope I'm saying his name right. Fighting Quincy Chico Lavalis. Uh, and uh, at 154, this is uh, – hey, Xander's special, man. He's going to be special. He's young. He's only 19. But – yeah, and then um, on to the next fight of the night. Another Puerto Rican, Sander Zayas, 12-0, fighting Quincy Chico Lavalis at 154 for the – not co-main event, or I guess, yeah, the co-main event. Oh, yes, sir. shit. From what I know is that Zayas arguably was 2021 prospect of the year. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Tell me about this kid. He's only 19. <sighs> Man, his skill set is unbelievable for his age, honestly. He, he looks like a mature fighter. Like, you can see it in his game. Like, you're going to see, like, he can put together great combos. Like, you can see crispy combos. Like, he works the jab. Like, he does everything correct, like, Daniel. Like, his bag is deep. So, like, just watching him is so fun to watch his fights because, like, just watching him work. And he'll go upstairs, downstairs. Like, he'll work the body. He'll break. He just breaks fighters down like he'll yes sir man he starts breaking the body down he'll go up down up down and he just he puts together his punches really really well so that's why I really like watching him I seen him fight in person I think once but I, I watched a couple of his fights obviously live but I like watching him in, in person because man he gets he's a crowd favorite like they he has a lot of fans 
And especially when he fights down here in Florida, Kissimmee, when he has his Puerto Rican fans, which I think is going to be big in the garden. So it's going to be definitely live for him and Berlanga. But Xander is definitely big. And the one thing I really like about Xander is his, like, you, he's only 19, but you can tell he's got a big frame. So, like, he's going to grow into his body, and I think he's going to be able to climb those weight classes and win belts in multiple weight classes and become a dominant middleweight. And I think he's going to be special, too, for real. All right, well, I'm not here to spoil the Puerto Rican party. Hey, don't forget, I got the flag right here. I'm not here to spoil no parties. I'm just here, oh, to, yeah, you... I'm just here to point out some things. Quincy Lavalas right. is coming off an upset win in the bubble against Clay Collard. Um, do you think maybe that like are we looking over Quincy? Is it is it is it in the works for maybe because these are some big odds? Nah, you can't you can't ever look over a fighter, obviously, because I mean it's boxing at the end of the day, it only takes one punch for real. So you I really just asked really... that because Zayas at the presser uh today, actually, at the presser, mm-hmm. he said uh he's just looking at him as a stepping stone. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I took it a little per I was just like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know how people take things in the world of boxing, but to be called a stepping stone, I feel like that's a little bit disrespect, man. But we'll see, man. If he can come in and not let the hype get to him and he just focuses on the game plan that his camp put together to defeat Xander, then he do you, man. But, like, he should – you just got to really block out the noise and not really follow the hype because everyone's expecting Xander to put on a crazy performance. I personally like this fight because there's this little subtle things like calling him a stepping stone, but he called him a stepping yeah. stone after Quincy said he doesn't believe Zayas is developed enough into a 154-pounder, and he believes yeah. there's a difference level that Zayas has never seen before yet. And, like, he's going to show that it. That is him. one thing I will say that, like, will his power carry on? And, like, is he still, like, he's, cause he's only 19, 20 years old. So, like, doesn't I wouldn't say he really has that man strength that yet. That grown so. man strength ain't there yet? Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, he still has pop to his punches, you can tell. But that's what I think of like over the years he's still he's still a couple of years away from becoming a title contender he's still very young in his career but if he can just keep putting together good performances he'll definitely be on his way yeah and um the next fight the main event Puerto Rican Edgar Balanga <laughs> chosen one 18 and the chosen oh. one Versus Steve Rolls, 21 and 1 from mm-hmm. Canada. Um, this is a fight Canadian. at 168. How do you, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I know you've personally seen Belonga in person. So just tell me how, how you feel about him as a prospect and going forward. And I got to see two. All right. So he started his career with a 16 and 0 knockout, first round knockout streak. So no matter. Honestly, who you fighting, that's still pretty impressive for them for what it's worth. So 16 straight first round knockouts. And I got to see two of those. And he's a crowd favorite. He gets the crowd jumping, everyone's screaming, and you can just tell it's powerful. His punches are powerful, but man, I seen his his first struggle, his 17th fight was his first fight where he you seen the struggle. I wouldn't say struggle, but he went the distance and that no, he didn't. He knocked them down. Or he knocked them out no, in the late it, round. It but, went to decision. It went to unanimous. 
The, I think the last fight did, but I think the one I went to his 17th one, the one before that one. Oh. He, it, yeah, it was his first one where it broke the first round streak knockout. Like, it was, yeah, it broke the streak. So, like, everyone was screaming in the first round. Everyone had their cameras out. Everyone couldn't stop going crazy in the first round. And then he went, he ended up knocking him out. But his last fight, he actually got knocked down. And I think he was floored. I can't remember which round it was, but he was floored. And he just showed his – he doesn't really protect his chin too much. Like, he could – he takes shots kind of easily. I want to say easily, but – no, I know. I know he you're saying he he takes those yeah. shots. It's not it's not polished yet. He, yeah, he definitely. I did hear though. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, but Belonga in that last fight, he tore his uh a bicep mm-hmm. in the second the round or third yeah. round, and he just kept powering through. And he does uh, attest that to why some of the later round issues were occurring, but he still powered through it to get the win. No, that's definitely because I remember he, I think he got surgery right after the fight. And I think this is his first fight back. So I think he's going to put together a big performance. Honestly, I think I'm predicting the mid round stoppage for Berlanga. Cause I just, I think he's going to get back on track because his last two fights. Doctor stoppage or, or corner throws it in or. No, nah, I think it's gonna be a knockout style. Oh, knockout! Okay, that's yeah, what I, I thought, think but I, I didn't know for sure if that was in the same. Uh, when you but said stop say it, it sounded kind of technical. No, no, yeah, no, no. I think he's gonna knock him out in like mid to late rounds, maybe like four to eight, maybe. I think I do think Steve Rose is gonna come out strong in the first two rounds, maybe because he did come out strong. If you go back to the Triple G fight, his only loss. And he came out strong in the first round, and he was tagging a uh, Triple G a couple times, but obviously Triple G's him. He's Triple G. He ended up <laughs> doing his thing. So, and that's his only loss is getting knocked out by Triple G. So, this is definitely it's a big not step a bad up. Resume. Like, it's really not. So, definitely a big step up for Berlanga, and I feel like, and he's main eventing. So, this is like his moment to really shine at the Garden too. I will point out, though, Berlanga is 24 years of age as of right now, whereas Steve Rose is 37 and 11 months. So he is basically 38. Um, is age a big factor? Like, honestly, I think age is always a big yeah. factor because your chin and your speed, it starts to One, the wear and tear. Yeah, definitely the wear and tear. And I would say his feet, like his legs won't be there. I feel like his legs won't be there as much. Like he won't be on his horse and like he won't be able to step around Edgar I just feel like he won't be on moving too much because that age I feel like it's gonna catch up and he's gonna end up just sitting in front of Edgar and that's not good to sit in front yeah. of the longer because he, he's just gonna dominate that left hook and that right down the middle so well with Berlanga do you believe like what do you think do you think he deserves a title shot if not after this the next two fights maybe like because he uh he is ranked sixth in wbo ranked 13th in wba i'm not too sure how boxing works compared to the ufc but this if this is a test fight is this two fights away i wouldn't say it depends it all all depends on what his performance looks like at the end of the night but i wouldn't say only because canelo is holding all those belts at 168 that's a mean motherfucker right there yeah, so un- unless he vacates those or 
I just I I don't see him fighting Canelo soon. Maybe in the next couple of years he could fight Canelo, but I don't think he's gonna fight for a belt just because of the division he's in. But I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna fight better competition after. Like, I think the next two three fights he can start fighting like former champions. Maybe and look at to fighting David Benavidez, Caleb Plant. The 168 division is pretty deep. They just don't fight each other. That's the problem with the 168. They all sit on their ranking. Yeah, so that that's the only problem. But um, well, before that, I mean, you already said you think he's gonna win. Me personally, at the way these odds are. I might just throw a dollar or two on so like Steve rolls. I mean, there's only losses to Triple G. And if I'm checking, I have the odds like right in front of me. Um, I can put what ten dollars on Steve rolls, and I'm making seventy-seven dollars um, back. So even if I lose, it's only ten bucks. But I'm I would I wouldn't be mad. Like I just think this is a good test for Berlanger. He's like, I just think. Steve Rolls might have, I don't know. It's just my gut talking. Do not let yeah. anyone talk, listening right now. Do not listen to me with your money. Uh, this is just my gut just talking like this man, Steve Rolls. Maybe he's being a little bit too much disrespected. <laughs> he fought crazy. Triple G and that's his only loss. Like, let me see what he got in the tank. Um, Fuck it, man. You never know. But for you, the boxing guru himself, out of these <laughs> four <laughs> prospects, Who's going to be the biggest star when it's all said and done? Now, 15, do wanna... 20 years, five years, whatever. Like, who's the biggest prospect? I want to honest... – And then who's the best prospect? Like, someone – sometimes you're not a big star, but you're just you, – you have the best refined skill. Like, okay, who's the biggest and who's the best? It can be the same I wanna... person. I do want to point out another uh, prospect on the card. He's on the lower – Keyshawn Davis' brother is also fighting on the undercard. And then also Jair Tucker, which is another young guy from Long Island. He's going to be a name to watch out. But to the you said best prospect that's going to have the best future in, like you said, the next 20 years. I, is Keyshawn still considered in the list? Yes. Uh, on, uh, okay. Out of the four so prospects will, we talked about, Keyshawn yeah. Davis, uh, Xander Z- Zayas, uh, Berling, Berlinga and uh, Joe or John uh, Busa. I'm not too sure. I definitely, I definitely got to go with Keyshawn Davis because just I think Keyshawn's going to be a generational talent, honestly. And he's just going to be one of those guys that's different. You can see it in his game this early in his career. So, like, it's just going to be, it's going to be different. So, just to watch his growth. At this young man, he's only four or five fights in. If you watch the way he can work the body, it's just it's it's crazy because like he's young and he just he and he he has that killer instinct. Like he, when he knows he got you hurt, he goes after you. He has like that Terrence Crawford in him a little bit. And okay, he's where he got the best people around him. He got Shakur in this corner. Shakur Shakur is always shouting him out on Twitter. Like they they be working, so I think he's gonna be the biggest. Pound for pound, like I think he's gonna be on the top side. Pound for pound, definitely in the next coming years. Definitely like the face of boxing type, right up there with Shakur. Cause I also think Shakur is gonna be up there too, but he's not a prospect. You know? oh, all right, that sounds nice. And yeah, shout out um, Jaya Tucker. He's facing Tracy McGruder, who's six and one himself. 
uh, Jair Tucker six and zero, and then the brother Kelvin Davis is twenty four and eleven. He's a, a solid vet here, I guess. Versus Philip Kamachi, two and two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the David, they both, both the Davises got signed at the same time. That was pretty cool. No, that is pretty cool. Family wealth at that point. Yeah. Well, shit. I think that wraps us up on this boxing. Uh, uh, the boxing picks, not just picks, this boxing breakdown. We have Berlanger versus Rolls, the main event. Um, it's happening in Madison Square Garden, March nineteenth. Talk to him, Marcus. Let him know. This is the boxing guru, everyone. This is the man. When it comes hey, to boxing, man. don't listen to me. Listen to the to the other. Hey, man. I'm not the guru, but I know, I know a little bit. I only know a little bit, but well, definitely check this out. Definitely the main event, man. Go go watch the main event at least, because that's going to be a big fight. But these guys are going to be on future main events. They're going to be selling out arenas eventually. They're going to be on their way. This is just one of those showcases where they really couldn't. Everyone, all the prospects on notice where everyone's like, okay, these are the guys next next up. But definitely go check that out. Soon, April is a big, big boxing month. So we'll definitely get some big fights in here. Errol Spence coming up. Charlo's coming up. Tyson Fury's coming up. Triple G's coming up. Definitely some big fights coming wow, up soon. Canelo's is, coming big, up. Wow. That's the last one of my fight. favorite fights. My favorite fight coming up is definitely hands down Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez. That's April 30th, I believe, 29th, something like that. But that's definitely – it's just going to be a packed April. Big fights in the next couple of weeks. So we'll definitely be back at it. Yeah, everyone, buckle your seatbelts because April's right around the corner and it looks like we're going to have a lot of boxing to talk about. And, yes, of course, sir. other combat sports in the Fight Club, UFC – Stay tuned. Friday, we'll catch y'all live. We're going to be breaking down the UFC fight coming this weekend. So this has been another great episode of the Totally Blitz Fight Club. This is Paul Pickham, Wyndham, Concha, and I'm and I'm joined with Marcus, man, you know what I'm saying? Prime time, whatever it is. You know what it is, man. Stop playing. Big boxing over here. <laughs> And we'll catch y'all Saturday. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm having sin higher than I ever been. I got a problem with